Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. from Colorado. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Today is Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, vision for you. We're currently on page 162, reading the second paragraph. It begins with, Someday we hope that every alcoholic, ending with, which any traveling man can tell you. Today's readers, Team Tuesday, thanks for participating and giving service this month of October. We have Ashley F., Lisa L., Maria H., Nancy C., Ramona A., Karen W., and Barb W. And the reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, October 31st, are the following. For the 7 a.m. Big Book 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Big Book Study Recording, we have 20,786. That's 20786. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording, we have 20,787. 20787. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine, and we take on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry this message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So what's our sole purpose? OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Out of Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and then the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Ashley F. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. This is Ashley F., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Kentucky. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all things we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ashley F. I'll now ask Lisa L. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Lisa L. from Ohio, a compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, our OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa L. Well, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the chapter, A Vision for You. We're on page 162 in the big book, and we're reading just that second paragraph and commenting only on it. I will now ask Maria H. to begin reading. Go right ahead, Maria. Thank you, Jen. Good morning. Um, Maria H. here, recovered one day at a time in Georgia. Someday, we hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find a fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. To some extent, this is already true. Some of us are salesmen and go about. 
little clusters of twos and threes and fives of us have sprung up in other communities through contact with our two larger centers. Those of us who travel drop in as often as we can. This practice enables us to lend a hand, at the same time avoiding certain alluring distractions of the road, about which any traveling man can inform you. Uh, so, um, glad to read this paragraph. Thank you, everyone, who's doing service this morning. Um, so, I want to uh, target um, find a fellowship at his destination, and to some extent, this is already true. Um, I have to say, it's unusual for me when I'm traveling to not have some um, local meeting that's within driving distance, you know, certainly making it available, um, especially, you know, pre-Zoom. Um, but, you know, today, the advent of telephone and online meetings makes it very easy for us to connect with our fellows. Um, telephone, you know, whether we reach out to um, somebody by phone or we're on the vision meeting or we have our favorite online meeting. Um, but I have to, I'm reminded that um, this isn't possible without, you know, all of our spiritual ancestors um, who, who persevered making this possible. You know, like Bill Wilson going to Akron and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly no history expert, but, you know, all of the beginning AAs that really set the foundation for us to have an OA, an OA family, an OA organization that we can find a meeting almost anywhere. Um, I like where, um, well, I'm reminded, you know, when someone was reading the traditions that we have a responsibility to carry this message. Um, to both, you know, digital meetings and in-person meetings. And, you know, selfishly, if I want a pro to have a program to come to in the future, I have to carry the message. Um, for me, because you know, I've been here for a very long time, um, and only, you know, in the past year have I got really recovered abstinence and recovery. Um, there is no other solution for me. Um, I've, I've done a lot of things, you know, whether it was laxatives, exercise, um, a lot, a lot of things. Um, there's only a few things that I haven't done, um, but what I know to be true for many, many times um, is that this is the program that works for me. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Maria H., for getting us started off this morning in your service. And we do value everyone's experiences on the line with us this morning. So we do ask that you limit your shares every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So. If you'd like to share today, please give me your first name, first initial of your last name, and the state in which you're calling from. Priscilla Rachel, H. Rachel K. Kathy Rachel C. K. Lynette B. Rachel K. Kathy Laurel C. B. Jackie C. Nancy C. Laurel B. Laurel B. Lynette C. Lynette C. Okay, I think I got a good lineup to start there. All right, here we go. We have Priscilla, Rachel, Jackie, Laurel, Nancy, and Lynette. So if you're not um, Priscilla, you could go ahead and make sure you're muted. Press star one, and we'll go ahead and get started. Thank you, Priscilla. Go right ahead. Thank you, Priscilla H. Grateful to be recovered and re physically recovered and otherwise recovering in New Jersey. Um, I kind of love this paragraph because I know what 
um, the writers were talking about, the certain alluring distractions of the road. Of course, what they were talking about was houses of prostitution that were built along the roads that people who did travel, and there weren't nearly many as many traveling people back then in the 30s, but those who traveled from the East Coast to the West Coast or back again, um, the main high, what they considered main highways would be a little back road for us today. But I do, I'm familiar with that type of building because there was one that I used to pass frequently. Um <clears throat> I believe that that's not a thing anymore, thanks be to God. But um, for me, and maybe for some others of us, the alluring distraction is uh, something that has has a place where you order what you want and then you drive by the drive through window and you pay for it and you pick it up and there's a big parking lot if you want to go park in the parking lot and consume it right then and there, you can do so. That's the alluring distraction for me, as used to be as a compulsive overeater. Today, thanks be to to HP, um, those places are not uh, alluring to me anymore. Um, I have a food plan, and I, I eat. These days, I eat to live instead of living to eat. That's an expression I've learned in this meeting. Um, and I'm not attracted to those drive through places anymore. Um, I, I'm still aware of them. I know they're there, but, um, but I don't have to go there anymore. So thanks for letting me share, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Priscilla H. from New Jersey. Up next, we'll have Rachel Kay. Good morning, Rachel. Hi, Jen. How are you doing? This is Rachel Kay from uh, Indiana, compulsive overeater. And, um, yeah, I really like this passage. And even though, you know, a lot of the things, circumstances have changed, especially for us in the age of Zoom and cell phones and everything, I mean, we can find a meeting at our fingertips pretty much anywhere. But what uh, got me about this paragraph is it says, where we can lend it, you know, it gives us an opportunity to lend a hand. It doesn't say um, there are meetings where we can go and suck the recovery out of it and get what we need. It says we can lend a hand. And it reminded me of, um, I was looking back at the story in the big book. Uh, well, it starts on 417, but on 419, I think it talks about when I'm annoyed at a meeting, um, that rather than seeing what I can get out of it, look at what I can put into it. Uh, and it's, it's with the 12 steps, um, because my natural inclination is not to go somewhere, where, whether it's a meeting or a social situation, and say, okay, what can I give to it? But, you know, my natural inclination is, what are they going to think of me? You know, how am I going to look? What am I going to get out of it? Am I going to have a good time? Am I going to be bored? Am I going to be uncomfortable? But by the grace of God and with God's help and the 12 steps, I 
I can go to those things and go to a meeting and say, how can I lend a hand, as it says in this paragraph? How can I be of service? What can I put in? What can I put in and contribute to, you know, this work meeting that I have to go to this morning? Not, you know, oh, this person's going to be there. They're going to annoy me. What can I put into this meeting? How can I be of service? Because, OA and the steps have given me that sort of North Star of, you know, my purpose in life is to do God's will. And I believe a big chunk of that is how do I be of service to him and his kids? So anyway, thanks for letting me share. Have a great day, everybody. And I pass. Thanks, Rachel Kay. Calling in from Indiana this morning. Up next, we have Jackie C. And Jackie C. will be followed by Laurel B. Uh, Jen, could it be that it's Kathy C? I know I said my name. Oh, yeah, go right ahead, Kathy. Okay, great, fantastic. Thank you um, for your service. Thank you, everyone. Thank you as well. Um, My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. And, you know, this paragraph here again, you know, it just tells me what my practice is about, right? It's you to lend a hand. And it says in, in the big book, working with others, it mentions it 72 times that we have to help others. Um, so why do I have to help others? Well, because, you know, at the same time, it helps, it helps me. It helps me avoid being in my head, you know, just thinking about me because um, I've come to see that uh, a lot of my issues or, or the majority or maybe all, like it says, it's rooted in self-centeredness. So um, I, I go to meetings, right? Not because I want to be heard. It's because I really want to be um, available to others. So when I help others, I carry them through the steps. I read the big book. I find God. And this is where I build my relationship with God in, in helping others. And of course, my practice is all, always, you know, prayer and meditation. So in prayer, I ask God, right? Ask him, direct my thinking. And um, where am I to be helpful today? How can I be helpful today? What is your goal for me today, God? What am I invited to today here? Um, and, you know, the consciousness of a higher power comes through me. And there's where I have to live, you know, right here, right now. Because it says in the big book, you know, may you find him now. So I need to stay in the present moment. If I'm in the past or in the future, there's where I suffer. You know, that's really the cause of my suffering. Um, and so I carry this message for, to newcomers. That's my, that's my mandate. I believe God has this, um, you know, a mandate for me. My purpose now is to be available to serve others and God. And it does really help me. I don't, um, I, I look forward to it, actually. You know, first I was asked to do it because, you know, I, I was told that you need this. And now I practice it because it's part of me now. Um, and it comes naturally. And there's where the, the, the freedom. By helping others, I help myself because God is there. God is love. So I, need, I either have to, you know, grow or die. That's God for me. And that's it. I have. Thanks. Have a great day, everyone. Well, thanks so much, Kathy C. from Montreal, Canada. Up next is Laurel B. followed by Nancy C. Hey, Laurel. Good morning. Good morning, Jen. This is Laurel, compulsive overeater and bulimic from Illinois. Um, I read this passage and it occurred to me that today we are extremely blessed and that we can find a meeting anytime, anywhere. OA is now in every major city, and if there is some place we can't find a meeting, there's always Zoom. 
I don't travel much, but when I have, I've always been able to access a meeting. Even when I visited with my daughter in Seattle, um, I, I didn't have, I didn't know where the meeting was, and somebody brought me to a meeting. Um, uh, a member um, that I called brought me to a meeting, and I've been able to return the favor now. With my in-person meeting, I can um, bring an elderly lady there every every week. So. God has given me the opportunity to give back what was so generously given to me, a ride to the meeting. Um, I, I'm glad um, in my uh, in-person meeting, we're always happy to see people from out of town at our meeting, and we're happy to be the helping hand of OA when somebody reaches out. So we can give back um, what we've been given, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Laurel B. from Illinois. Great to hear you this morning. Up next, we have Nancy C. followed by Lynette C. Hey, good morning, Jen. Good morning, fellows. Nancy C., by the grace of God, gratefully living in a state of recovery this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan. A <clears throat> little bit different spin on this um, paragraph on traveling um, and where we can lend a hand. You know, we've been talking about how important the meetings are and sharing experience, strength, and hope and being of service to people and gathering and helping. And I think that for me, traveling and vacation and doing things out of my own little pocket where my life is very safe, it's critical that I talk about that with other people and get other people's experiences on how they do that happy, joyous, and free and carry their program with them. Um, I have talked to many people as I get ready to travel about, you know, how I set it up to be successful, little tricks of the trade, what we need to do. You know, I didn't know that um, the certain alluring distractions of the road were houses of prostitution. I look at them as, you know, Ben and Jerry's and Culver ice cream, (laughs) where I can find those pitfalls because I'm out of my ordinary spot. I'm getting ready to go on international travel and trying to find somebody who knows something about Korean food. So if anybody does, look me up on on the um, member list. I am in there. But with this fellowship and the international presence that it has, we can go anywhere and find a meeting, be able to lend a hand, share our own experience, strength, and hope, and get that from other people. So we're always safe and protected. As long as we're close and connected with each other, we do say safe and protected and we can go anywhere a free man can go. And with that, I pass. Perfect timing. Thanks so much, Nancy C. Up next is Lynette C. Good morning, Lynette. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. This is Lynette P. from California and in Italy for a few weeks. Um, I love this passage, and I love that I can be on this phone uh, meeting live. I typically don't go on it in California. But um, traveling, you know, I'm retired for a few years. I don't travel for work anymore, but my husband and I still travel for pleasure, and even more so now. Um, This is one has so far has been one of the best trips as far as my program and abstinence and my willingness to go to any length. It's certainly doable, and um, the meetings, you know, the Zoom meetings, the phone meetings, 
I don't leave that behind. You know, I take my program and my recovery with me. I take my action plan. I know a couple trips ago, somebody had said, well, it sounded like you didn't pack your higher power. (laughs) And I did this time. And um, so there's a lot of reliance on my higher power. But I love how we can help each other. It's a mutual support. And uh, yesterday, we were in this small little town, and I made three outreach calls, and um, and, and I love that the first one was with a newcomer. The second one was with, with a friend who was starting the steps again. And the third one was with a friend who was already recovered. But we all help each other. And before this meeting, um, I exchanged a 10th step with somebody. Again, helping each other and, and that the reflection or feedback is very helpful. Things that maybe I had not considered um, I, I keep my daily practice as far as prayer and meditation and the outreach calls, my 11 steps um, at night, uh, 10 steps as needed. So there's no let up. Um, and I, I find that just very useful and I can enjoy uh, my time better and just kind of relax. Um, in my, I, I love what somebody said earlier about giving in meetings or uh, in life. You know, my emotional sobriety, some of those concepts. Uh, one of them is instead of looking what we can get out of life, what can we give to life? Whether it's in the meeting, family, friends, and um, every week we've had family and friends stay with us. And it's, it's, this week is a little bit difficult because I'm not getting my way all the time. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I have, have to act as if, not one of my favorite phrases, but I need to act as if. But the 10 step really helped me and um, helped me in the prayer and meditation, just getting that attitude uh, kind of aligned, aligned with my higher power. So I just really appreciate this program and I don't have to leave anything behind. I don't want to leave it behind. I want this program and recovery to be with me wherever I am. And I'm so appreciative of this meeting. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Lynette P. from California. All right. Well, if you've just joined us this morning, we're resuming our study in a vision for you. That's the chapter. Uh, We're on page 162 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're reading the second paragraph, which starts with, someday we hope that every alcoholic ending with which any treatment sorry with any traveling man can tell you and we're just focusing on that one paragraph today so if you'd like to give me the first name the last initial of your last the first initial of your last name oh i'm tongue-tied this morning and the state that you're calling from we'll get you um on the lineup this morning go right ahead alex Larry from missouri alex b from missouri Larry K. Ted from New Jersey. Barbara G. Ted from New Jersey. New Jersey. Sorry, who is from New Jersey again? Oh uh, yeah, my name is uh, Ted from New Jersey. Oh thanks, Ted. What's the first You're initial welcome. of your last name? Uh, G. Thank you so much. Okay, and then there was another lady after Ted. Go right ahead. R.W. Illinois. Oh, thanks, Barb. D. I'm Patty O in Florida. Patty O. All right, we'll go ahead and stop there. 
We have a great lineup. We have Alex, Larry, Barbara, Ted, Barb W, and then Patty O. We'll get started with Alex. Good morning to you. Alex, press star one. We can't hear you yet. Thank you. Sorry, I was talking away. Hi, this is Alec B. from Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I, I'm just so glad to be on the line uh, this morning and so moved by this paragraph because it's just, it's true what has happened, right? What they had hoped for, what they had prayed for, what they had worked for, that now um, as someone, as a compulsive overeater, uh, a restrictor, um, recovered for today, bringing the message to others, you know, years and years later, um, where I encountered this program in San Antonio, Texas, and then, you know, came to New York and was able to connect there, and then now in St. Louis and here, and then I was over the summer in Vermont, was able to find the line, that wherever I am, uh, this program is, um, of course, because God is there, and God is constantly calling me back, constantly calling me to, to surrender in love and to service and to, to accompaniment, um, but is also because the fellowship is there. I mean, it's amazing how many people I meet uh, uh, who have encountered our program, who are part of our program, who who desire to, to learn more from our program uh, and, and other associated programs of the 12 steps and just what gratitude I have for them for being here this morning after my meditation. I went back, I journal daily and, and pray daily and, and I went back last year to a year ago and and it was just wow. I mean, the desperation is literally at this time last year, when I was working with my first sponsor, who was very generous with me and patient with me. But I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to to accept what this program was. To to be honest with myself, to to do what the book asked, to to really you know it, it, the pain of as they say right the pain of putting down um, was not yet. Or the yeah, it was not that greater than the pain of picking up, right? Or you know, and so I, I had to put down, I had to, to to accept that pain because I just needed to surrender. And and once I did, and once I started following this program and really trusting in God, I could find the recovery that's just given me this joy, um, and this freedom, and the desire to share it with others and to see this as part of my vocation. So a year ago, when I was dealing with all this in in secrets and in pain and overeating and in and, and cycles and struggling and struggling and struggling. Now, here I am, and I just last night again shared about OA with another member of my community, sharing a, a very close friend of mine, and sharing with him about all of this, and just really being fully open about it, um, not because necessarily he needs it, I, I don't think he has our disease, but just because it's about who I am, and to share my vocation, and who is about being open about who I am and my identity, and so that's just another step of surrendering to God, you know, we were walking, and I just said, God, should I talk, should I tell him about this? I think this might be the moment. And I just felt moved. I said, okay, God, if this is how I can love this friend and this is how I, I do it. And I, and I shared and he responded so openly, so generously and just amazed at what God is doing in my life and maybe in his. And so, um, and, and yeah. And so with that, uh, I'm just so grateful for all of you. So grateful that we're here. So grateful to God. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Alec B. from Missouri. Up next, we have Larry K. followed by Barbara G. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Jen. This is Larry Kay. I'm a recovered uh, compulsive reader from the Chicago area. And thanks for taking the meeting, Jen. Appreciate your service. Um, you know, this this paragraph reminds me of a couple of things. One, you know, that, that I need to get out of self. Every morning, I don't know about you, but I wake up and I, I brush my teeth and I look in the mirror 
it's right there. And I see the three, the committee, I see the three, uh, the three wise men, the three unwise men, you know, me, myself, and I, and I, and, and it's so easy for human beings to be absorbed in ourselves. It's not that I think less of myself. It's just that as a human being, I can't stop thinking about me, even in relation to you. You know, so what, what God and these steps really help me to do is to get out of self. It takes, it takes affirmative, definitive action. I've got to cooperate with God to get out of self. Um, it's not just, uh, I, I can't do it just with a good intention to get out of self. I've got to pick up the phone and call someone. I've, it's not always someone in program. It could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be a neighbor, whoever. I've got to do those things so, I, so I'm just uh, not so absorbed in me. You know, I, I used to go to Barnes & Noble. You can't find them too, <laughs> too often anymore, but I, it's one of my favorite places or a library. And, uh, but within Barnes & Noble, you know what the most popular section is? Well, today I call it the me section, the, the me, 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 me section, the self-help section. And, oh, boy, you'd find me there. And I would find something because I wanted to find out more about me. You know, and today, by the grace of and the grace and the mercy of God and these steps and beautiful people in the fellowship, I've learned just a little bit more how to get out of myself, to be less absorbed, see how I can be of service to others. I'm not battling food. I'm not battling the exhaustive horror of dealing with food every day and all the defects of character. We're still imperfect people, but and then you know the fact that also that we have meetings all over. You know, I, I get to travel. I'm, I'm traveling to a whole other continent to carry this message. I don't even speak the language in, in, in a few weeks. I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. If it wasn't for God, you know, recovery can be attractive, and, and I don't have to speak the language. We speak the language of the heart. We can translate. We can be on Zoom meetings. We could be face-to-face -face together. What a miraculous thing this is, and, and what's so miraculous about it is, I don't know, it works. It works. People are being changed. They're being transformed. They're being reborn. It's a rebirth. And it doesn't have to be a theological re, you know, rebirth for you. It could be. It might just be a you know, transformative experience where you move from a, a self-centered consciousness to another or God-centered consciousness. What a miracle. With that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Perfect timing. Thanks, Larry. All right. Up next, we have Barbara G. Followed by Ted G. Good morning, Barbara. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Hi, my name is Barbara and uh, G. Uh, calling from Paris, France. Uh, very, very grateful of everything I have heard this morning, and um, how good it is uh, to hear about. Uh, uh, self-centeredness uh, and uh, its uh, opposite giving to others, it just uh, uh, reminds me what the miracle is that today I find pleasure in uh, in having people to help and work with in this program. Apart from this, what really caught my attention out of the paragraph was, first of all, the fact that uh, in order for this movement to have developed as it has, oh my God, how much faith the people who started it had and how much faith people all along have had 
and still have because it's I, I, I can only see that. We always say, I always say, of course, there is God in all this. But I, today, as I was reading these lines, I thought about the faith that these people had. And I want to have that faith in my life, in all my affairs. So this is about, you know, the prolification of, these, of our movement, what, what, what's, what's telling me today. And then regarding, I, I just, it was a pure joy to hear people traveling and taking their programs with them because that's exactly what I do. And it makes me feel so much friends with people even know and so much close. And the last thing I want to say is about traveling. I often travel and uh, I do not only I take my program with me, of course, because, I mean, traveling is like my lifestyle. I travel, I, I, I am, a, I just travel for work. So I, I need to take my program everywhere I go. And uh, there has never been a place in the world, not even on board ships, where I could not work my program. And regarding the food, it's wonderful because at the beginning, I felt like uh, very afraid to have to take my abstinence food everywhere, et cetera, et cetera. Now, after uh, a little bit of practice, uh, abstinence and my abstinence food and, uh, you know, all that is such the, the base of my life. It's like I often hear here brushing my teeth that it's it's not it's like the uh, the only thing everything changes around because traveling involves so many uh, unexpected things happening but the thing that uh, uh, I know it's there it's my food plan every day I know what I have to eat and that gives me so much uh, uh, stability and then of course uh, the fact that I have a spiritual program to rely on and to lean into and with that i'll pass thank you Jan. thanks barbara g from paris france up next we have ted g from new jersey followed by barbara w uh good morning thank you my name is ted um compulsive eater from new jersey um uh yeah i, I liked about how it talked about um you know traveling i i do travel a day uh to go to New York, meet my best friend for uh, walk and exercise. And, uh, you know, uh, today for me, I think the distractions are, you know, there's, you know, it's a, there's going to be candy, you know, a lot of, a lot of things to eat uh, for, for a holiday for some people. But, um, and I just have to uh, realize that, um, you know, um, I'm a pulse over eater and certain things I just cannot eat like other people. You know, I can't feel like I got to fit in with society. Uh, get through the holiday today um but uh yeah so um but pre preparation is very important uh before i go traveling you know just prepare mentally spiritually physically and um because that's all i have to share uh thanks thank you ted g from new york new jersey up next we have barb w from illinois and then patio good morning barb thanks Good morning, Jen. Thank you for your service. Oh, Barb W. Gratefully recovered in Illinois. It strikes me that the certain alluring distractions of the road, and I, as much as the internet is such a part of my life, 
it's a highway. It comes crashing in through my front door, across my desk, and right into my lap. I can become so distracted with that. And what's more is I can think that I have community on there. And it's really pseudo-fake in uh, community, but not so with my program, which also comes <laughs> via the Internet largely now. That's how I found Vision. That's how I found OA, um, right, at the uh, before the pandemic. And I just – I. The truth of fellowship is just astonishing to me that I've not met, I've met, I've met nobody in person. I've seen people's faces and yet it's being so connected. And as someone mentioned early, someday we hope, oh my goodness, did they have it? They couldn't have known. They couldn't have known. In my book at the bottom, you know, uh, in 21, there were 129,800 groups. Oh my goodness. I'm so grateful to be here and for the fellowship and the true fellowship and how can I be helpful being available not burying myself in that thing that comes crashing through my door across my desk into my lap and I can just surf on there and think I'm doing um, being in a community but the real community for me is is OA and vision and um, the speak of the big book which give us gives us a common solution the common solution and I'm so grateful to my higher power thanks for everybody being here Thank you, Barb W. All right. So up next, we have Patty O. from Florida. Hey, Patty. Good morning, everybody. It's Patty O. and I live in Florida. And I I hope someone is helped by what I'm going to share. Travel for me was always synonymous with eating. The airport and the road trips, you know, there was a bag and a box on the car seat next to me. Um, And that break in my abstinence at that time was premeditated. It was planned. And I just wish, well, I love where I am right now, but I wish that I had shared that with somebody, honestly. And then maybe that wouldn't have had to happen. I I just recent I'm only like 45 days abstinent but I've been through the big book and I've been doing and I did the steps and I have to tell you I have never had the hope that I have right now so I went to Melbourne in uh, Florida a beautiful house with family and I went with a plan that me and my sponsor worked out with and it was so wonderful. I had time to enjoy them instead of just sitting in my room on my computer and eating. You know, I got to be present and um, I'm going to meet family in North Carolina for Thanksgiving and I honestly have no desire and no sneaky plan in the back of my head that I'm going to eat, where I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat. And I'm just so grateful for that. And it all started with these guys, you know, in Akron, Ohio. And, yeah, I feel like I can safely travel today. Um, Yeah. Thank you very much for letting me share. Thank you, Patty O. from Florida. Thanks for sharing your experience, strength, and hope. 
And we do have time on the clock for others. We do value everyone's experience. We ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Um, but if you'd like to press star one and give me um, your first name and first initial of your Billy. last name. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's start over. I heard, I think it was a Joan at the beginning. Oh, <laughs> Joan, who was that Uh Joe C. Joe From C. Yeah. Thank you. You're All right, and who was next? Brady F. Anita L. Okay, uh, let's see who we can get. <laughs> um, I will try to fit in Josie, Pete B, and Brandy. And then Andy, it looks like um, I have you next. If we don't get to everybody, there is the second hour, so don't fret. All right, let's go ahead with Josie from Connecticut. Oh, hi. Um, I, Josie from Connecticut, I am a raging sugar addict, and um, on, I heard a share about uh, Korean food, and I wanted to reach out and, uh, uh, and give them my number. I don't know if I can give my number publicly here, but I'm comfortable doing that. Um, and uh, also um, that uh, <laughs> I just love the 12-step life. And when someone else said about how, you know, we can have it at our doorstep, <laughs> at our at our desk, uh, to listen to um, inspiration and to talk to people, and um, I I I never want to go back. Um, and that's that's my quick share. Yeah. Um, so if thank you and uh, appreciate the service. Thank you, Josie. And if you um, just hang on the line, we have a newcomer section right after this, and that's when you can give your um, name and number and then put it on the membership list on the website. They'll give you all that information. So up next, Great. I have Pete B, followed by Brandy. Go right ahead, Pete. Oh, thanks, Jen. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Thank you for taking the meeting and doing a great job. And uh, yeah, I love this talk about you know the, the our opportunity to find uh, re the fellowship and the program wherever we go. You know, um, every day we read the traditions, and the traditions for the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous is that each group has but one primary purpose: to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, and that's the primary purpose or that's the traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, right? I have a different, the big book tells me I have a different purpose. It says my, my real purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and to the people about us, which means that, like, I don't have to worry about if OA is going to be where I go, because OA and recovery is everywhere I go. Because I'm bringing it with me. You know, what I've learned from recovered individuals in the many fellowships that I attend is that my job, the, the, the meetings have not been set up for me to go and get something. They've been set up for me to go and bring something. If you read in the AA 12 and 12 on page 110 in the second paragraph, it tells us, 
that the meetings are a place where I go to listen, but it's also a place where I go to give reassurance and support. If our turn comes to speak at a meeting, we again, we don't try to, to, to share our burdens. We try to carry AA's message, the message of recovery. Way back on page 160, we said, it tells us what these meetings are for. But he says, aside from fellowship and sociability, the prime object was to provide a time and place for new people to bring their problems. Right? So as long as I'm, as long as I'm going to carry the message, I always find recovery. The moment that I sit back and hope that, you know, I wonder if I, you know, my program will be where I'm going, I, I'm, putting my place, I'm putting myself in a place to, be, to receive something. Hit or miss. Hit or miss, right? You know, the, the, the 12 and 12 also talks about, like, there's, there's independence in recovery, right? And we get true independence by having complete and utter dependence, not on our fellows, not on myself, but on our creator. Independence of the spirit. And that sounds like recovery to me, right? The word recover means return to normal. And we're here to return to normal. With that, I pass. Awesome. Thanks, Pete B. Um, Up next, we have Brandy F. Brandy, did I get that right? Yes. Good morning. I'm Brandy F., a recovering food addict and compulsive overeater in Florida. I've had the opportunity to listen to this meeting more than once, but this is my first time sharing, and I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I love this paragraph. I think it's one that sometimes when I'm reading through the big book, I might just kind of skim over to get to the ones that, you know, that we repeat frequently, and so I love it being able to focus on each detail. And um, so what was coming to my mind was how um, another member um, will frequently share, this is an 11-step program, it's a 12-step program. And so if I'm not serving and giving back, I'm not actually practicing all these principles in all my affairs. And so looking for ways to serve, in a healthy, balanced way that is led by conscious contact with my creator is not only is it keeping me alive another 24 hours and saving my butt, but um, it's keeping it going so that others can be saved too because there are so many meetings and resources, I agree, and yet there are so many who have never heard the message or in a way that they could understand and get it. You know, and it's so counterculture to talk about the things that we do. It's unconventional wisdom, this program of um, spiritual living that we work, um, that I work when I'm um, remaining abstinent and working the steps. So I'm very, very grateful to be um, doing that today, doing what I can to to be fit for spiritual service um, and be in touch with my creator, with myself, and with other suffering addicts or people who just need service. And um, so I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that wherever I go, program goes with me, higher power goes with me, go with me, and um, and we're ready to serve, you know, and, um, and to receive. And then to give back 
and to keep going. It's mutual and symbiotic, and it is a beautiful. So thank you so much for the meeting, and I'll pass. Thank you, Brandy F. from Florida. Good to hear your voice on the line. Up next, I have Andy. Andy, is that correct? Maybe I didn't hear Andy. Ginger C, are you there? Press star one to unmute. Hey, Jen, good morning. Thank you so much. Um, I am Ginger C, a real compulsive overreader. And, oh, you guys, it's day one again. Um, and it's just so baffling, you know, a friend of mine says, Ginger, this isn't a diet uh, mentality. And it's just crazy to just, think that the food even came back again, but it's not crazy, right? I'm a compulsive overeater. I eat. I don't stay sober and put the food and the boxes and the bags down. I return. And um, and for those that have any type of abstinence today, thank God, you know, give gratitude because it's a miracle that you're not eating and that you have found some new path to be living on, this new road to freedom, because um, that's what happens when you don't eat. You find freedom. And you find a level of service, it's unbelievable that you stop thinking so much about yourself and how you can give back and back into the stream. And so I'm just praying, you know, I don't know. I think that's the best answer I can give you guys today is such a chronic relapser. I don't know. I do feel that I need to go into a much tighter program where I weigh and measure, and I don't want to do it. That's just the truth. I don't want to do it. It makes me sick to my stomach to think about it. And then it's like, well, what, what's your plan, Jenj? Continue your ways of trying to manage and manipulate this and have some control over it? Like, you're crazy. So it's just unbelievable to me. I can be so sober in one program and so not sober in another. But, you know, the good news is I don't give up. And I do get back. And I have always found that in all my time of Overeaters Anonymous. And thank God that we do meet twos and threes. Thank God these meetings have formed, especially on the Zoom, like unbelievable connection today for our world. Because the truth is so many more are hurting outside your door than have this type of recovery. And again, I think food addiction is the most cunning, baffling addiction of them all. And I think um, it's just a miracle anyone that is on the line today feeling freedom from the food. So I pray that today's day one and I can stake the state and that for some, somehow these doors will open and, and that I will be more willing to do whatever it takes to not have to return to the food, even if it means weighing and measuring. Oh. Okay. I love you all. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Ginger. Glad you're here with us. Good to share a meeting with you, too. All right, well, guess what? We're out of time, but it looks like we got in everybody that we needed to. So thank you to everyone who shared on the meeting today. Thank you all for just showing up and listening. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Grab your pen and paper because I'm about to give out the share ID for today if you want to go back and listen or if you want to give it to somebody else. Tuesday, October 31st, 2023, the 7 a.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time meeting, the number is going to be 20,789. That's 20789. 
We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy C. please read A Vision for You? Thanks, Jen. Thanks, everyone, for a great meeting today. Nancy C., gratefully recovered in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationships with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you have and of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.